You know, we talk to CEOs every day, usually five days a week, 52 weeks a year and a half for a couple of three decades. And it's always intriguing to find how they deal with crisis or maybe the transition from being private to going public. And, and every once in a while, it's good for a CEO to have a friend. And there are CEO coaches out there. Lee Collins, one of the best. He has a group called L Group. He's a CEO advisor, leadership author. He's a board director, he's a psychologist, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Terrific, David. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Boy, they just, you never know what you're going to have to find. You know, I think about the other day when all of a sudden Gary Kelly at Southwest Airlines had had all these flights that were backed up, and everybody said, oh, it's a sick out for the pilots, and they said, no, it's weather, and, you know, the public is clamoring because everybody, you know, when you're in a company like that, everybody is a stakeholder. You know, yeah. what do you do? What do you say? When do you step up? What 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 does a coach say in a, in a situation like that? Well, we have kind of two elements of that, David. One is to make sure your mindset's in the right place. So before we talk about taking actions, we always work with leaders and people for that matter. That you know, we said life's a game of inches, right? It's one of the six inches between our ears. So if your mindset's not right, your actions are going to be kind of maybe out of alignment with your stakeholders. So really helping leaders think about staying calm, even in a kind of a crazy situation here, because uh, a, a calm mind sees and thinks more clearly, uh, having them stay, be confident. And think about like, rewinding to COVID a little bit. People that we didn't know what we were dealing with, but still leaders had to say, we're confident in our decision. That decision only might only last for the next week. We have to change again, but, yeah. but, but providing an air of confidence for your employees, your customers, all your stakeholders, and also being empathic. So that mindset of being calm confident and empathic and appreciating that you know there are others being affected by these decisions so kind of having that mindset is really key first before we kind of go into what actions you should be taking you know when, when i first started doing this many 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 years ago uh ceos didn't come on the air i mean they just say well i don't see the upside to it and i'm yeah. not going to do a television interview or radio interview because there's there's just no reason to it. this was you know before cnbc's and everything else sure. now you pretty well have to and it's expected. And yeah. and so not only do you have to be a good delegator and organizer and all the things that a that a CEO is, but you've got to be a good communicator. And you gotta look good being a, a communicator. Yeah. yeah, we've seen that uh for in, in several organizations where they've had someone they've been grooming and they've been great internally and it's a very different ballgame, particularly if you're a public company, and then all of a sudden they're in that top slot with an, an externally facing uh, role and a whole different ballgame, different level of pressure, different level of clarity and consistency that's required. So those are the kind of the actions that we help them with in terms of, now we talked about the mindset of being positive, confident, and empathic. The actions are, you got to be consistent, right? You know, you have a, have a consistent message. And sometimes that's tough when the world's changing so quickly, yeah. uh, but you also have to be willing to say, you know what, we, we made that decision with the best information we had. And now here's a new decision. Uh, and so that happened a lot. It tends not to happen, but COVID kind of just said, man, that was people were just having to shift every day. We understand that. You also have to be really quick and be confident in your decision. So even like the worst decisions, no decision. So you've got to be, you know, decisive and swift in your decision making and your communication. And we have to keep it simple. And that's what you want for people coming on the air, right? We always tell them to think in threes, you know, what are your, what are your three key points? Uh, so really keeping it simple and consistent are really kind of a core actions these leaders need to take when times are, are challenging well and conversational it's always nice to have somebody who's not reading from notes who obviously really knows their stuff yeah. and can engage in a true dialogue and that's right not something you 
see all the time. Right. And that, that's a whole nother level of that's really, I would say, the highest level of confidence and expertise and competence uh, for any CEO, for anyone speaking. It's like if they just kind of they know it that well, are willing to be conversational about it and are, are, are confident that any questions thrown at them, they're going to be able to have a reasonable response. And we also tell leaders to get their ego out of the way. If you don't know, say, you know, I'm not sure of that we have to kind of I've, I've got to check with my team on that. But I have to say when you're in public on a show like this or something, uh, from a CEO, I don't know, is tends not to be a, a great answer. But when you're talking internally to employees, that that's a fair answer. Oh, and, and the thing is, sometimes it's better to say, I don't know if I don't right. know, rather yeah. than, than, the than try to cuff your way. You know, another thing I've noticed in, in, in meeting and talking with and interviewing CEOs over the year, years is that the CEO tends to drift all the way through the organization almost instantly. By that, I mean... If they're introverted, closed in, the organization seems to be like that. It holds them up. If they're free and open and casual, then the company's like that. If they're flamboyant, boy, do I remember the days of Braniff. I mean, if they're sort of, you know, we're yeah. better than you are, then yeah. it comes it comes through the organization. Absolutely. Listen, and no matter how large or small the organization is, the, the, the leader's personal style, the leader's personal values, the leaders kind of way they interact, i.e. their culture, all that defining the culture is absolutely kind of woven through uh, the organization. And that's why we see even as great leaders move on, uh, Herb Kelleher, for example, as well as he had in, embedded that culture into the organization, you know, it's not quite the same when he leaves, you know, and not that they're not still a great organization to do the great stuff, but, but that leader really does set the tone top to bottom. But can a, le can a leopard change its spots? I mean, can you take somebody who is is basically anal and make them lovable? <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 it's hard. You know, these guys have, have grown up, and, and, and what's made them successful are these things. And so anyone, we call it the success trap, right? I keep doing what I'm successful, what's made me successful, uh, even if some of those things uh, might be kind of getting in their way. Uh, it, I think it's hard as a seasoned executive. We do a lot of coaching around uh, with, with these with these pros, and uh, uh, m most of them have kind of growth mindset. They're willing to be open and flexible, and they can make adjustments. But at the fundamental personality level, if someone's kind of, as you described them, really anal or really focused or controlling, I think fundamentally it's a little hard to change that. Behaviorally, yeah. at the, uh, at the, they can kind of make some adjustments, but I think it's hard to just change people's personality. Did you ever, fi did, did you ever fire a client? Uh, we don't talk about clients that we fire, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 re I really find there's always some way someone can make someone can make some improvement. So we tend not we, don't, we really don't not to do that. I think people consultants like to say that because it sounds like they're you know they're, they, they're, it's a little bit of pride. But uh, the fact is, even if we're not making the progress we can, if we're making a baby step with them, helping them whether it's in their personal life or in their business or their team uh, or just their, their personal mindset and their approach. There's always some area that we can help them make some improvements. So we try to stick with them. What about the, the half-life of a CEO? It's it's really interesting. I I mean, there are a few. There are a handful that have been around for a decade or, or more. But it seems like more and more I see sort of a five- to seven-year cycle that's going through in CEOs. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, I'm not sure that's that new. If you look back at the, at the research over years, um, uh, we always think of the kind of the iconic CEOs that've been around forever. But if you look at CEO, the CEO role in total, uh, that kind of three to seven year kind of broad range is not is not unusual. If you have founder CEOs, they tend to stick around longer. But it's a tough 
it's a tough role. A lot of scrutiny, a lot of things uh, going on, a lot of pressure from the market, uh, board dynamics. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure that's actually changed over time. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough role. There's a lot of risk in it. And people get, you know, we see people get up in arms with, you know, maybe some of the, the agreements and the pay, the payouts they get if, when they leave. But that role comes with a, a lot of risk. And, um, and so they, I think there's, it's appropriate to kind of ensure their, their livelihood, too. And I've seen some, I'm curious about you, who, who don't make the transition from a private company to a public company. Um, or maybe they're a good CEO for the for the startup, but you know once they get their second round, sure. third round of funding, they don't make it. And you got to it's a it it's a painful transition, but a transition I guess that has to take place. Yeah, it's a, listen. Particularly if you're an entrepreneur, you've you've built that that business. It's your baby, so you're basically saying, oh, just go ahead and give up your baby and let someone else you know raise it the rest of its life. So that's tough. There are a few we work with a lot, with a lot of founders and entrepreneurs. And, and few of them have said they realize that in advance and say, I need kind of professional leadership. I'm going to take a different role. Uh, but in most cases, it's tough. Some of them can evolve from a skill set and, and still lead at that higher level. Uh, but others, it's, it's a lot more challenging. But I have great empathy for them because when you, I've built my own business and yeah, I know yeah. what it feels like to kind of to, to, want, to have to potentially give that up. It's like giving up a child. I know. I'm sure. Yeah. Fascinating, and, and you're in a you're you're in a great catbird seat. I gosh, I wish you could talk, and more specific with more specificity. But you know, later when you retire, you can write the book. Okay. I know you've got a few books out there. So uh, it's L Group, right, for leadership. The, the, L, the L is for leadership. The L Group for leadership. We're leadership advisors dedicated to healthy growth. It's healthy growth for the. For the CEO, healthy right. growth for the employees, and healthy growth for the business. Okay, Lee Collins, our guest today on CEO Spotlight. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.